0: Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope that you're in for a a great day and and a great year. I just want to say thank you to all of you who RSVP'd and came to Christmas Eve, invited family, friends. What a great service. Thank you so much for making room for everybody, and I hope that you guys were blessed on that day. Well, typically, this is going to be a real short message, so I hope you'll stay with me, whether you're eating or you're with family or or whatever. I, I hope that you'll stay with me just for a little bit here. Typically, on uh, one of these first uh, uh, weekends of the year, uh, either a staff member or I, or you know, we're asking you to think of a word maybe for the year that you can pray about. Maybe uh, we go into 21 days of prayer. Uh, there's different things that we've done throughout the, the years uh, on New Year's, right? Or, or around New Year's to challenge you. Well, today I want to do something a little bit different. And I hope that you'll stay with me. I want to challenge you in some areas for this year. Now, again, throughout this year, I'm going to challenge you a whole lot, right? Myself included. Challenge us uh, a a lot on, on becoming what God wants us to become. But there are three things today that I would love to challenge you on or challenge us on in becoming in 2023. So in other words, who are we becoming in 2023? And there are three challenges that I want to I want to give you. The first one is to become more Jesus centered in every area of our lives. We're going to surround our decisions, we're going to surround our lives, we're going to surround our families, our careers, our school, Everything we do, we're going we're gonna to center that around Jesus. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, here's what Jesus said. And I've just read this recently, but it's so good. Here's what Jesus said about following him. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but are yourself lost or destroyed? This is a way in which we follow Jesus. See, there's listen, the the, the center of God's will is right here. If you want to follow Jesus, it's gonna take everything. Now, if you want to be outside of God's will, you can still go to heaven, I think, in my opinion. But you're never going to live the purposes of God for your life if you're not truly following and Jesus is the center of your life. Matthew 6.33, you know the scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and live righteously and, and he will give you everything you need. In other words, everything falls into place. That doesn't mean everything is perfect. It doesn't mean that everything in our life is awesome and goes the way we want it all the time, but he will supply our needs. We're going to be right in that center. We're going to be right in the purpose of God. So growing up, we used to sing a chorus called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. Now, I, don't, I can't remember songs for the life of me, but for whatever reason, that song, I know the words. Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Guys, this year... In every decision that you make, every relationship that you start, every business decision that you make, every prayer that you pray, every person you date, we're going to do it all through the lens of Jesus. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? How would Jesus respond or react? React. Less of me, more of him. Makes sense? That's the first one. Jesus-centered. The second is to become more of a peacemaker. Matthew 5, 9, Sermon on the Mount, these are the Beatitudes, the beginning of that sermon. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. I told somebody the other day, I'm not looking forward to the next two years. And they looked, they looked at me funny. They were like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? In the next two years, we had the presidential election. Okay, and I'm not trying to freak anybody out or or get anybody uh, depressed or anxious. But uh, to be honest, I'm not looking forward to that. Last one was just awful. I'll be honest; it wasn't fun. There was such division and such emotion high on both sides. It was just, and and as a pastor, especially during that time, we were going through COVID and going through racial. Uh, challenges in our country and, and even in our church, just trying to navigate that with health. And, and um, man, I, I don't want to look at it that way. I don't want to dread the presidential election as a believer and as a pastor. So one of the ways in which I'm going to try to live my life and I'm going to try to endeavor to post on social media uh, the things that I say from the stage those are very important things. What we say as believers, how we respond, what we post, those things are all very important. But what if we worked like never before in our lives, knowing what's coming, okay, so I know it's two years away, but knowing what's coming, <clears throat> if we worked on being peacemakers instead of setting dumpster fires? Does it make sense? Instead of throwing little zingers out there and, and demeaning people and and, 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 and the, the people that are running for election. What if we, and I'm not saying we don't have an opinion. I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion. You don't vote. Obviously we do those things and we get involved. I'm not saying we don't get involved, but as believers, what if we answered Jesus's challenge on being a peacemaker and this is a way in which they'll know we're sons of God. Guys, So important that we work hard at peace racially. So important that we work uh, hard at peace politically. And, 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 And what if we worked hard at peace in our families, our offices, our marriages, in our neighborhoods, at our school? What if we worked really hard to show this world that we are at peace with Jesus, we are at peace this way, and we can be at peace this way? Now, I understand that we all have heightened emotions on things, and especially when it gets close to elections or close to some decisions that are being made. Guys, let's be peacemakers. Let's lead the way in being a peacemaker. Okay, so number one, Jesus-centered. Number two, become more of a peacemaker. And number three, to become more committed to community. Now, I know we talk about this a lot, but let me read Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and through 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing and meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I love this verse. You've heard me quote this over the last 23 years, if you've been here, hundreds of times. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to prayer, to fellowship, and to breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper. This is something I want to challenge you to become more committed to in 2023, and that's community. COVID changed the church. I understand it changed the world and changed some of our lives, and some of us lost loved ones as it relates to COVID, but in a, in a physical, in a spiritual, in an emotional, in even a uh, committed way, COVID changed the church. We have more people watching online that live in our area than ever before. Our online campus is awesome. I love Pastor Mary and, and our online campus. We have people watching all over the United States, even the world for that matter, perhaps. But in our area, we have more than ever before. And I, I want to challenge you, and I want you to hear my heart on this. You know I love you, okay? So I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty or judge anybody or whatever, because I understand there are some reasons why people don't come to church physically. I understand if you're immune, immunocompromised. And, and it's very dangerous for you to be out, or and I just visited with somebody who uh, is sick and, and is not really able to come. It's a, it's a long-term disease and so forth. So there are those, those times, and maybe you live outside of our area, and I'm so happy that you guys are part of our family, our online uh, campus and, and uh, Hope family. So please hear me in my heart. But I do think some of us and 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 just know i love you but some of us have gotten lazy spiritually we've gotten lazy in community it's just easier for us to stay home when we don't really have to it's just a convenience i don't have to get my kids ready i can just you know enjoy my morning and have breakfast together and so forth but but i have some challenges for you the first one if you are able I want to challenge you to become a part of one of our campuses again. We need you. You need community. You need a hug. You need God's presence in, in the worship service together with other people that are worshiping and, and serving the Lord. I, I hope you hear my heart on this. This is not a legalistic thing, but many of us have, have just gotten complacent. It's just more convenient to just stay at home I want to challenge you to become a part of a community physically again if you can. One of our campuses, you need to serve, you need to give, you need to love, you need to worship, all of those things. The second now, if you are unable to do that, maybe there's some reason. I'm not going to go all those reasons. Maybe you live outside of our area. Of course, that's, that's, uh, that's a given. But if you are unable, you live in our area, but you're unable, <clears throat> or you don't live in our area, I want to challenge you to invite some people into your home when you watch and learn and grow together. Worship together, have the Lord's Supper together, uh, be a part of community, even when you're not at the physical campus, because I understand church, listen, I understand this, church is not a building, church is us. Wherever we are, gathering together, and the scripture says, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So, So if you are unable for physical reasons, uh, social reasons, or you live outside of our area, here's what I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to bring some people together. If you, if you can come physically, man, bring it. Come on. If you can't, invite some people to jo- join the journey with you, okay? I love you, and that's why I'm being honest with you. I feel like we need each other. I feel like we need community, and there's creative ways to do that. So our online campus is awesome, so if that's part of what God's called you to, great. Well, get involved, get connected, and, and invite people to join you. So so for 2023, here's where we're going. Jesus-centered, peacemakers like never before, committed to community. Commun- to, to community We are going to become more Jesus-centered, more of a peacemaker, more committed to community. And I believe that this is going to be our best year spiritually for you personally, your family, and for our church. Would you pray with me? I love you. So excited, God, of what you're going to do in 2023. And I pray for those who, who maybe need to make Jesus the center of their lives. I pray for those who need to become peacemakers and work hard at that. <clears throat> but I also pray for those who need to be challenged in community in whatever way. God, I pray that we would respond to what you're saying to us, to what you're leading us to do and and how you're leading us to worship and serve you. And God, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in our church, our families as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to Hope's weekend message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day.